How's it going, Empower Ministries? My name is Bryce Tab, and this is our podcast. I titled this podcast, Wise Thoughts, because that's exactly what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be looking at wise thoughts as we look at the story of how Jesus was born. So, this story starts off with Mary and Joseph. They're engaged to be married. And if you don't know anything about traditional Jewish marriages... This is how it works. So Jewish marriage practices have a groom where he takes the initiative and he approaches the father and he's like, I want to marry your, your daughter. I want to marry her. So he saves up all of this money. Uh, it's, it's called like a, a reverse dowry. And he saves this all up so that he can purchase a room for his bride. And usually which where it's held in the father's house. And so he saves up all of this money and they stay virgins until they're married. Well, what happens with Mary and Joseph's situation, Mary becomes pregnant. So that becomes a bit of a problem. And this angel comes down to Mary and starts to tell her, you're going to be pregnant with a child from the Lord. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and make you pregnant. She agrees to this. I can't imagine the emotions that she's feeling. Literally, the creator of the heavens and the earth Everything that you see around you, the grass, the birds, the sky, the moon, the trees, the person, the God that created that is going to become a person and live inside you. That's insane. I cannot imagine her emotions and what she was going through in that moment. So as she becomes pregnant, Joseph realizes this, and he, he's a righteous man, the Bible says. He's a righteous man. And so he begins to divorce her. He's like, no, this is not my child. I can't continue to be with you. This is not my child. And so for something to change Joseph's mind, an angelic presence would have had to come about. It would have had to come upon him. And that's exactly what happened. Something supernatural. Something beyond this world. And the angel Gabriel did. He came down and he said, Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. And so at this point, Joseph's like, I'm all in. I'm going. That's it. This angel came down and told me, this, Mary, I believe you. I believe you. This child is from God. So, Mary and Joseph now, they set off on this journey. And they set off on this journey of what some people would say was 90 miles. And just to give you a little reference of what the distance of that would be like in modern terms is, or modern distances would be the distance from these steps in Philadelphia that Rocky Balboa ran up to the Empire State Building. 
That's around 90 miles. And that's what they had to travel. And so as I'm reading this, I'm like, why are you going to take a pregnant lady 90 miles? That absolutely makes no sense until I read this. So a census was being held, which if you don't know what a census is, it's a population count where people had to go back to their ancestral towns to register. And since Joseph was a descendant of King David, King David's hometown was Bethlehem. And the distance they traveled was from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And so they set off on this journey. They pack everything up. He's like, Mary, get the stuff. We got to get the stuff. Let's head out. So they head out. And, and as they're heading out, there's a king that's in reign. And his name is King Herod. And he, he ruled over Judea. And Judea is, is the name of the area that is surrounding Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was a town that was about six miles west from Bethlehem, which is where Joseph and Mary were traveling. And if you don't know anything about King Herod, King Herod was a very insecure king. Um, this man, like, he, he just cared about protecting his reign. That's all he cared about. In fact, he had three of his sons killed because he was so insecure. His wife and his wife's mother, just so that he could protect his reign. Like, that's insane. This guy is extremely insecure. He's nasty. And when he gets word that Jesus, this beautiful, powerful baby is being born, he gets very, very insecure. So this is what Matthew 2 says verses 7 and 8 then herod called for a private meeting with the wise men and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared so that that's that's really important if you go back to those days and you look at what a star meant in that time a star could signify the birth of powerful men so from the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for a child and you will find him. Come back and tell me so that I can worship him too. This is what King Herod told the wise men. He's like, go, go set off on this journey. I want to worship this baby too. Tell me where he's at. Tell me where he's at. So these wise men, they set off on this journey. Right, And they're led by the star, and they come up and they find him. They bring him gifts of frankincense, gold, and myrrh, and they're, in just, they're just taken in awe by his presence. This child is going to save the world. What the prophets wrote about, they wrote about this baby. And now he's just in your presence, and they are bowing down to him. They see his glory, his, his beautiful glory, and they're giving thanks and bowing down to him. So just as the wise men are about to leave, 
God warns them. He tells them in a dream. He says, do not return to King Herod. So the wise men, the, this, is, this is what the Bible says. It says they left and they took another route. I'm just kind of curious, how many of you have ever been just driving along the road? You're driving, you got Siri on, and you come up and Siri says, out of nowhere, turn left. And you, you, you keep going down this road and you, and you come and you soon, to, you're soon to find that you're led into road construction out of nowhere. And there's these sign, all these signs that say, turn around, go back, road is blocked off. That's what God was saying to the wise men. They were going to go back to King Herod. He said, hey, do not go back to him. If the wise men didn't have a listening ear for God at this time, who knows? They could have gone back and told King Herod exactly where he was. But no, they were smart and they paid attention to God's word. When he gave a command, they followed. The Bible says there should be a short amount of time when when God gives a command and that we actually choose to listen and follow it. That's what the wise men did. They listened to God. And that is what caused them to be led by the Spirit, be led by God's Word, and take that other route. That's what we have to do with sin. We can't keep going into the road construction. When God lays out clear lines that He says, this is bad, turn around, go back. If the wise men were to just say, hey, I'm not listening to you, God. I don't think you know what you're talking about. I'm, gonna, I'm going to keep going down this pathway. I'm going to turn around to King Herod because I don't think that he means any harm. Really? Little you? Arguing with God's word? I you know what, God, I don't think this is any harm for me. I know what you told me. I know what you said. But I think that my way is better. You think that your way is better than the creators of the heavens and the earth? This is what we say to him all the time. I don't think that my sin is any harm. I don't think it's going to do me any harm. I don't think getting drunk is going to do me any harm. I don't think... Having sex before marriage is going to do me any harm. No. You listen to God. And you turn around. And you take that route. You take the route that God says. You don't keep going into this construction. Where you can be led to be stuck and trapped. And you'll wish you would have turned around. Because now you have no way out. You're stuck in your sin. You're stuck there. Tell you calling God to pull you out. And that might be difficult for some of you. Because you cannot have a relationship with God. When you have a relationship with sin. Now some of you. You might come up to this road construction. 
You might turn around. You might keep going for a while until you hear a little voice that says, in 180 feet, make a U-turn, trying to lead you back to the exact same place that you turned from. And this is what happens. We get caught up by sin. We want to go back to it because we're nasty by nature. And this is what Satan does to us. He's that little voice that says, keep coming back. Just do it one more time. Come on. You've got this. Come on. It's not that bad. Turn around. Get Come back to it. No. When that says in 180 feet, turn around. You shut your device off. You shut Siri off. Just like you shut Satan off. It's so important to listen to God's word. It's so important. Because what Satan is going to do. He's going to try everything in his in his powers to destroy you. It's his mission here on earth to destroy you. God's mission is to get you into his kingdom. Satan's mission is to keep you out. So that's exactly what he did with King Herod. He said, "Okay." He said, "King He told King Herod, he said, I want you to go and kill boys that are of the age two and under. I want you to make sure Jesus is dead. He was trying to wipe him out from the beginning, just like he was trying to wipe us out from the beginning of creation. That is how Satan is going to attack you. He's going to go above and beyond what is necessary. Jesus had just been born and King Herod sent out people to kill two-year-olds and under. He wanted no margin for error and that's what Satan's going to try to do to you. We have to cling to our shepherd. A sheep without a shepherd is pointless. We're a mill waiting to be devoured. When we have our shepherd though, when we have Jesus Christ in our life, he cannot touch us. He's afraid of us. He flees at the name of Jesus. I'm going to close this out in prayer. But before that, I want everybody to recognize how important this day was, the birth of our Savior. It's much more than just a baby being born. It was God giving His only Son to us so that we could have eternal life with him when people say jesus was the ultimate sacrifice i want you to think about what that actually means jesus is the key 
And we cannot open the door to eternal life if he didn't come and die for our sins. It would be impossible. And that's what the story of this baby is about. And we, we just, we fail to recognize that sometimes how important this story is. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone that is listening here today. Everybody that has joined in on this podcast. I pray over them and I pray over their lives. I pray that they will be led by your spirit and not into sin. I pray that they will flee from sin. They will flee from the road construction. They will flee from everything that is bad and cling to you. This life is so temporary. That's what we have to realize. We were bought at such a high price. Jesus paid for our sins with his blood. And we're welcome into the kingdom of God. All we have to do is accept him as our Lord and Savior. Dear God, I ask that you bless everybody. That you watch over them. That you encourage them to do the right thing. Thank you for all that you do for us, dear Lord. We ask this in your most precious name. Amen.